Hey girl, welcome to Kinsco World, the online playground for boss babe entrepreneurs like you. Here in this realm, we're all about bringing your dream business to life. Let's get to it. I have to make sure I'm recording here. I have to make sure I'm recording here. I have to make sure I'm making eye contact. I have to make sure I'm staying on my outline that I made. <laughs> I all of a sudden am introducing like 500 elements to my podcast. I have a Sprite Zero that I accidentally shook up in my purse. There's a lot of things going on right now. I have to make sure I talk close to the mic. <laughs> do you guys think I'm going to be able to do it? I'm just going to quit my podcast and go to doing ASMR. Because I think I could be good at that. I actually don't think I could be do- good at that. Somebody asked me to do voiceover for a project they're working on. Like a video I'm working they're working on. And I was like, why me? <laughs> so screechy and like annoying i guess maybe if i'm not just talking candidly maybe if i had time to practice and stuff i would be better at it but welcome to the podcast i hope the sound quality is just blowing your mind right now if you're listening to the audio if you're listening to the video i don't know what the sound quality is going to be like because i think it will probably just be the sound quality from my video my video camera just my camera. Do people call it video camera? Hi. Today we are going to talk about something really close to my heart and it is how to become more sure of yourself, especially when you're showing up and selling knowledge products online. But everything that we're going to talk about will apply to anyone because it's hard in the digital world. You see people all the time killing it and so of course we're just seeing their highlight reel, you know, those cheesy quotes that are like, whatever something about a highlight reel <laughs> i can never remember what it is so we're only seeing the quote-unquote good parts of their life but they're also there's just a lot of it and we'll get into it but first i wanted to talk about my alumni spotlight so the person that i wanted to talk about today was one of the first people who did my branding school i think she maybe did it the first time i launched it and her instagram name is everything wild rose and it was really fun to watch her process. In the beginning, it was really fun with my courses because I had a lot more, um, I had a lot less people taking them so I could watch their journey straight up. I could watch them. I'm just realizing I'm supposed to be looking at the camera, not at myself. (laughs) It's hard. I actually did my hair for once. (laughs) Do you blame me? Um, I'm not, I can look at the camera, but there's like a little screen above it. Anyways, um, it's fun with my first few courses because I got to see a lot of their progress straight up. And we're going to talk about that more on this episode. But the nice thing about the beginning stages is you get that personal one-on-one time with people just to see their growth. And she was a really cool person to follow and see how she changed it because there was just one day where she like emailed me and said, I want to change the name. I want to change everything. I realized my brand doesn't resonate with what I want to be at all. And I came up with this new brand name that I like a lot more. I've come up with these new colors and it was almost like a whole business shift for her. And so it was really fun to see her step into her brand more. There's nothing 
more satisfying (laughs) as like a branding person to see somebody all of a sudden step into what feels good to them, whether that's a new type of business, whether that is a new just brand name or whether that's doing a full new rebrand. That process is so satisfying. It's like, yes, this is what I've been trying to tell you, right? So she's a person, go check out her feed. She posts a lot of like really cool aesthetic vibey photos along with her product photos. So she has a fashion boutique. And so again, it's everything wild rose on instagram she was a really fun person for me to watch her progress and continue to watch her progress and they always have the cutest clothes so anyways go check her out on instagram (sighs) it feels more serious i feel sweaty there's no one here at the office and i don't think i could do it if anybody was here (laughs) because i would feel so shy if somebody walked by oh I don't know what it is about it. I like need to make people, if people were in the room, that's actually a really good trick. If you're going to record a podcast or go live, I've learned that it's so much easier for me to like show up authentically as myself. And I'm so over that word by this point. (laughs) I know it is what I talk about, but I just have been seeing a lot of people use it that I'm like, oh, do people think that of me when I say like authentic? Probably. I was thinking of making a highlight reel on my Instagram and putting like in quotes authenticity because (laughs) and then just putting like my most batshit crazy stories like me freaking flopping down a slip and slide or spinning my shirt around my head. All those stories that people are kind of like, here's the problem. I feel like people think it's funny, but they don't know if it's supposed to be funny or if it's like literally me just showing myself (laughs) going down a slip inside. For future reference, when I post stuff like that, it's supposed to be funny. So laugh so that I'm not just sitting there like, does everybody think I'm like trying to be serious or something? I don't know. At least send me like laughy emojis. Those of you who sent me laughing emojis, I respect you and thank you for laughing (laughs) at my jokes. (laughs) But anyways... Let's get started on what we're going to talk about this week. So the reason I got inspired to do this episode is I was talking to a friend who I have been telling her, you need to sell courses. You need to sell courses. You will make so, and it's not even about making the, a lot of money, but she's somebody who is selling a product and I think that she, it's kind of like a product that's hard to scale. And so, but it goes well with like the knowledge aspect of things. It totally makes sense that she she transitions into that space. And she was saying, I just don't have the confidence to do it. Like, I don't know enough. I haven't been through training. I haven't done any of this stuff. How could I show up and have people pay me to teach them this stuff? And I figured there's probably a lot of us who are in that same boat. I know when I started selling my first courses, I kind of felt that way. And I'm a pretty confident person. And so I can only imagine that there are a lot of you who are feeling that way. So let's get into it. I have a little outline in front of me. That's why I keep looking down if you're watching the video. If you're not watching the video, I'm now going to make video recordings available of all my podcast episodes. For those of you who like to see my mannerisms, my craziness, and hopefully once I start doing more interviews, I have a lot of really exciting interviews planned for the fall. And it's kind of going to be like a season two of the podcast. I'm not going to officially, I don't think, ever stop it. But I am going to amp it up. This is the first step of amping it up. <laughs> if this is not amping it up, then I don't know what amping it up looks like. But it'll be fun to see when I have people in and I'm interviewing them. Sometimes that interaction is more fun for me. So if you haven't watched it on video yet, I think I'm going to be uploading it to, I don't know where, YouTube probably and maybe my Facebook page. 
maybe Instagram TV, except you can only do 15 minutes. So maybe I'll upload the highlights to Instagram TV. Maybe I'll upload all my mistakes. Instagram TV. But let me know if you like seeing the video version of it and just know it it takes a lot more work. It really takes a lot more work. But it does feel better actually. If you have a podcast and you've never tried recording video at the same time, it at least feels like I'm not just sitting here talking to myself because sometimes it feels like that with a podcast. At least I can make eye contact with myself. (laughs) Is that not like the saddest, loneliest thing in the world? Okay, so the first thing I want you to do if you're feeling shy about showing up as the expert, or even if you aren't feeling shy about showing up as the expert, I still want you to get into this place of where were you at five years ago? So think of yourself five years ago. So I would have been 20. Okay. Wherever you're at in your life, think of yourself at that age. What did you need to hear? Okay. Now I'm not talking about going really deep into like, you are enough. You are perfect. You don't need to lose the weight, whatever. Like all that cheesy stuff that we hear. That's true. I'm not hating on it, but that's not my brand. (laughs) My brand is more get shit done and then you'll feel happy about yourself. But I want you to think about the things you would have told yourself to do on like a step by step basis. So I wrote down the things that I would have told myself five years ago that I wish I had started back then. So one is I would have told myself post on Instagram every single day. I was not taking Instagram seriously. I don't think anybody really was. I don't think anybody started taking Instagram seriously until a few years ago. If I had been posting about yourself five years ago, if you would have taken Instagram freaking seriously and been showing up and posting every single day, think where you would be at now. There, I mean, the magic with Instagram is the longer you do it, the longer you provide really good contact content, the bigger your following is going to grow. And so I would have for sure told myself, post on Instagram every single day. Another thing I would have told myself is to start selling courses. I think five years ago, I could have started selling courses and I probably wouldn't have had, I don't know, actually, I could have had just as much success out of the gate if I had started back then. I think I'm a quick learner. And so especially when it's something as close to you as your business versus just like, a fake business or whatever, like, um, strategizing for how you do it once you've launched. I've had multiple people reach out to me because I'm selling my 10 K course launch blueprint right now. And they reached out to me and said, hi, I, I have a launch plan. I have my course done. I have basically everything ready to go, but I just have a few questions. Do you think the course will solve it? And I want to tell them, first of all, get your course out there. (laughs) There's no point in just sitting and waiting and strategizing it to death. I, when I was 19, I started listening to this podcast where they talked a lot about selling courses and I thought about what type of courses I would sell non-freaking stop. I was always thinking about it, always coming up with new ideas, but then not following through and whatever. And I had like a day job. I was making good money and I was doing freelance. So I just didn't have the extra push where I wanted to bring in the more income. But I, if I could go back and tell myself, start now, sell the courses now, even if one person buys them, that's something I really want you guys to understand is your first course launch. Focus on the first person to buy it or the second person to buy it. How can you make the experience so good for them that they go and tell every single one of their friends about your new course? Those are the people that matter. Those are going to be your biggest cheerleaders. The people who have sold, because I do affiliates on certain course launches, and the people who have sold the absolute most for me are the people who bought the first or second time I launched that course. It's not the people who have bought it recently. Those first people are my forever fans. And so focus on, in the beginning, not getting huge numbers, not 
not getting five people. Just focus on one person. And then once that one person buys, give them a freaking great experience. And then if other people buy, that's great. But the awesome part about courses is you create it once and then you can sell it forever. I mean, I always go in and tweak my content and make it better almost every single time I launch. But that's something I'm actually having to work on is you don't have to do that. You don't have to change your content every single time. I think it's fun for me, especially because I am the type of person who likes change and likes mixing it up, and I'm also a branding person, so I feel like I naturally want to, like, freshen everything up. That's literally my trade, but you don't have to do that, and so the first time, if you only, if you don't sell it to anyone, that's okay. I saw a quote the other day on Instagram. Let me pull it up and see if I can find it. It's worth sharing. Okay, so this is on, this girl is in my Kinsco World VIP and she's killing it too. She's a health coach. And she posted, don't be afraid to start over. This time you're not starting from scratch, you're starting from experience. That's so good. That's so true. Every single time you start over, every single time you, you relaunch, you learned all of these things and don't forget those things. Every single time I relaunch my course, I have to go back to, okay, what worked last time? What didn't work last time? Because we can so easily repeat the same stupid things that we've done every single time. My problem is I go so hard at the beginning of a launch that it's hard for me to keep my, um, excitement about the course long-term because I use up all my energy. And so with my past couple launches, I've been really careful to clear my schedule. I talked about this on my live, but to clear my schedule and make sure I have nothing else besides creating the course because I need to keep that energy until the very end. But it's so easy to forget that and all of a sudden go on vacation. I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of being a hypocrite because I'm going to Vegas at the end of this week's launch. But I think I've kind of figured it out now where I can keep my energy high, but every single time it feels like a trip falls on the end of my launch, which is so bad. So I might end up moving the date like closer or something. I don't know. I need to figure it out. But remember what worked and remember what didn't work because every single time you relaunch, you're launching from experience. You're not just starting over from scratch. Okay. That was kind of a tangent, but the next thing I would tell myself is start saving money for your business. And this is something that some people would disagree with, but when I had started, if I had started with any sort of money saving, I'm not joking you, I didn't even have a savings account when I started my business. And that created a lot of stress in the first six months. That created a lot of like um, feast or famine, right? Get paid, ball out, go buy stuff. And that is also my own money situation, but go ball out. And then all of a sudden you don't have money anymore. And that's a very common thing. I think, especially with service-based entrepreneurs, because we get a big chunk of money and then you might not get anything for a while, which that's, what's really good about courses is that provides that consistency and once you have that consistency and you've stacked the payments, there's no worries about that because the money is coming in almost every single day if you do it strategically enough. But I would have told myself to start saving because it's easier for me to think because people would always say, save for your future, save for a rainy day. That's not fun. That's not sexy to me. A rainy day. Cool. I don't care. On a rainy day, I'll sit in bed and watch Netflix. <laughs> the only thing I need to save for on a rainy day is DoorDash. Maybe if people said save for DoorDash, it would be easier for me. That's a problem. I need to not eat DoorDash. That's how I need to save my money. If I would stop freaking ordering food, I'd be saving 10 bucks a day. But anyways, something that I've made the transition is 
not worrying about saving for a rainy day or whatever. It's more like this is 500 bucks I could invest in Facebook ads to start really testing those out. This is $500 I could invest in a new like new equipment, a new podcast microphone. This is $500 I could invest in getting a better space to work in. And so just building up that backup, like this is going to help me so much in my business. And just the mental capacity of knowing that money is there, it feels so much better than ordering DoorDash every single day. <laughs> so if I could have gotten that across to myself, I think I would have quit my job a lot sooner. I think I would have not waited until I was literally like, it was like the universe was saying, go start your own company. I think I would have done that a lot sooner. So again, all of these things, like they seem so simple, but thinking of myself and now it's really cool to think about 30 year old Kinsey versus 25 year old Kinsey. What would 30 year old Kinsey say to me? I don't know. I mean, I've done, of course I have a future self meditation and there's going to be a really cool meditation, the 10 K course creator, uh, or 10 K course launch blueprint. I was going to call it the 10 K course creator, but I changed my mind because it really is like a blueprint for all the steps you could take. Anyways, there's going to be a cool meditation to kind of help channel your most expert self. But isn't it cool to think about five years in the future? What would that version of you tell you now think of 30 years in the future that's like what's really crazy to think about but I'm not talking again I'm not talking about like love your life enjoy every minute we all know that and I've read freaking I I hate on it and I roll my eyes on it but I've read every single book that tells you to do that <laughs> I've read every single book about living in the now um so we all are learning about it I want to tell you the actual things that you need to do to bring you success mixed with a little bit of that lovey-dovey stuff. Okay. The last thing that I would tell myself is start investing in courses, aka start taking courses. I don't think I took my first course until a couple months before I started my business and it wasn't even a business course. It was just like a manifesting course and it was really good. If you guys don't follow to be magnetic on Instagram, just let me put a little plug in for her. I don't recommend very many courses. I mean, I think she's the only course I've ever recommended, (laughs) but everything that she teaches is so true. It's not like the typical manifestation stuff that we hear about, like create a vision board and visualize it and it'll happen. That stuff actually isn't that true. I think it's fun, (laughs) but that's not actually what it is. And I was really rebellious to it in the beginning because that stuff is really fun for me. But she talks all about getting down to your subconscious blocks and getting rid of those. So anyways, I took that course a couple months before I quit my business. And I think it really helped me have the courage to like go out and do it. Um, But I wish I would have started taking courses so much longer ago because they're literally somebody telling you all the things you can avoid and having to learn through their mistakes. They've already made this. Sorry. (laughs) I've gone a really long time without any like mess ups. They've already made the mistakes. So let them teach you what not to do. Um, I seriously, like if I had known the world of courses, I've always been obsessed with online tutorials. It's how I taught myself how to design, right? I didn't go to college. I taught myself through online tutorials. And if I had known that courses were as big of a thing as they are now, and maybe they weren't as big back then, I would have freaking taken every single course in the book. So give you myself that little like push, go take a course, go learn something new, go take something that's going to push you to take those first steps. That's the last thing I would tell myself. So 
why am I telling you all of this stuff? Because I want you to get clear on what you would tell yourself five years ago because your ideal client is essentially you five years ago, even you one year ago. Thinking back to where I was a year ago, I had just launched my first course. I think I maybe had like a $3,000 launch or something, which I was freaking stoked about, but I also didn't know where to go, right? You launch your first course and you're like, well, what do I do now? I feel like I did everything, but there's so much more that you don't even realize. That's what the 10K course launch blueprint goes into is the strategy behind naming your course, right? I could have named this course, just create a course. Morgan kept joking. I, and she keeps calling it the course course, (laughs) but it's really important when you're naming your courses, actually giving people, what are they going to get out of it? Yeah. People want to start a course, but you know what people want to do more? They want to make money with a course. And so that's how I named my course, the 10K course launch blueprint. And I also, the steps that I teach, you could do a 50K launch with this easily, but I decided to do 10K over 50K because I wanted to make it an obtainable goal for the people who were going to be buying it. And so see, there's that much strategy just behind the name. And so those were the type of things that I needed to tell myself a year ago. So I want you to think if you're sitting there and thinking about, I don't know what I would tell somebody, I'm so underqualified, blah, blah, blah. Think about yourself and you really have to switch into this perspective of serving and how can you serve that person? If I had known that there was this person that was close to me or that I followed that knew all this stuff that could help me so much in my business, I would be pissed, right? I, you have to think how much has it helped you? So whatever this skill is that you know how to do, how much happiness has it brought you? How much success has it brought you? How much joy has it brought you? Think of the people that need that in their lives. You really have to switch to this place of how can you serve your people instead of just thinking about what if people don't buy from you? That's like the most selfish thing to think about. Who cares if they don't buy from you the first time? You created this product that now you can relaunch in a few more months. And another thing is a lot of people have been asking I'm actually going to talk about this. I'm going live tonight, but you're not going to see that I'm going live tonight until it's already over because I'm recording this in advance, but I'm going to live tonight. I'm going to answer a lot of these questions, but something that people say is how do I prep my audience for this? And we're going to go a lot into that, like the social media part of launching a course. But one of the first ways you can prep your audience is to launch the course. And again, maybe only two, three people buy it the first time, but that's what starts to get people realizing you are the expert because you launched a course, right? Because I launched the branding school, people knew me for branding. I didn't even really talk about branding that much until I launched the branding school. And then people realized, oh, she's the girl that talks a lot about branding. And so you have to get clear on what it is you want to talk about the most (laughs) and start selling that. And you doing those launches in the beginning, you could relaunch every couple months. Um, And every single time you relaunch, you're first of all going to attract new people. You're going to be posting content that's going to get shared a lot, that's going to bring people to your brand. And maybe they won't buy the first time, but they might buy the seventh time. Um, The last time I launched my branding school, it was my most expensive price. I think it was $1,800 and it's going up next time. I'm actually launching the branding school soon again, and I'm really excited, but it was going up in price and I was kind of nervous. I was like, who's going to buy this? You know? And... All of a sudden, everybody was buying it, and I realized these were people who had been there since the second or third time that I launched it. They were just waiting waiting for the right time to pull the plug, and they just had to see enough times 
it sell, people have results, testimonials, all of those things. And so you never know who you're laying the seeds for with your first course launch. Again, that goes back to why I would have told myself, launch the course five years ago. Because think of all the people five years ago that would be ready to buy everything I have to sell at this point, right? So think about those things that you would have told yourself five years ago, a year ago, six months ago. When you're running a business, it is like a crash course, right? Especially if it's your full-time thing. Even if it's like a part-time thing, you're you're so invested that you're learning everything at like a rapid pace, right? And so you could teach yourself. I could teach myself stuff that I knew didn't know six months ago, I could teach myself a whole freaking 20 module course on the things that I've learned in that past time. So you really can't focus on yourself. You can't focus. What are people thinking about? What if people think I'm not qualified enough? Who cares? Are those the people that you care about showing up for? Are those the people you care about helping? Because those people don't care about you. They care about themselves and they're judging everybody else because they're really critical of themselves. And so you can't care about that. Those people, you have to care about the people who need you and the people who are there for you and the people who are listening to you because those are going to be your lifetime customers. Those are going to be the people who actually buy from you. The people who are saying, you don't know what you're talking about, which for the record, very few people are going to say that. I've only had one person ever tell me I didn't know what I was talking about and she had followed me for one day and obviously had had some sort of weird experience with a coach in the past. (laughs) So that's it. And I post a shit ton of stuff where I probably make mistakes. There's probably, if you listen to my older podcast, you'd be like, she contradicts herself. And I do, but I'm unapologetic about it. And if somebody said to me, what do you mean? Why did you say two different ways? I would probably say, I don't know. Good question. (laughs) Tell me what you're talking about. And then when somebody approaches you, you can say, yeah, I've learned since then or whatever. It's really not as serious as we make it be. Um, I think we're just so afraid of receiving feedback initially, especially that we stop ourselves from showing up, which that's the worst thing you could do. And that's the worst thing you could do for the people that need you. I stopped drinking Diet Coke and now I'm addicted to Sprite Zero. At least it doesn't have caffeine in it. Okay. If you guys can see how I'm sitting right now, I'm wearing a dress, but I'm just sitting wide legged. I don't know why. It's just comfy. No one's here. Nobody to put the societal pressures of the patriarchy of keeping my legs shut. <sighs> Morgan is going to have a really hard time editing this. Morgan's going <laughs> to I recently took her off social media, so I'm back to doing social media. And she's like my communications manager. And because I knew I was about to amp everything up with my podcast. But I think she's going to regret it after <laughs> editing this. Okay. So the last thing I want to talk about is if you're feeling this way, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling like you're not enough, if you're feeling like you're not qualified enough, go and follow every single expert who you're following to clear your mind. The market isn't saturated. Your mind is. How many people do you actually know, like you've met and you've talked to that do the same thing as you? Even if it's a couple people that's not everybody. That's not the whole world. Think of all the people in your life. I don't know anybody else that's actually like a close person in my life who is doing brand coaching, right? I've met people online and now I know them, but that's because the internet is targeted and they know what type of people to show us. (laughs) That's because Facebook is good at taking our information. That's not because everybody in the world is doing coaching or is a spiritual guru, that I struggled to say that word or a boutique owner or a 
what other things are saturated? A blogger or an influencer. How many people, okay, let's think about like the influencer thing. How many people do you actually know who are trying their absolute hardest to be an influencer? I maybe know like three or four in actual real life. That's not that many, right? We see all of these people because we're following the people that we want to. We're following with the people that we want their life. And so if that's triggering you, you have to unfollow them because the market is not as saturated as you're making it sound. It's just turning into another excuse for you. Saturation is not a real thing. There is enough for everybody. And so I get it. I've totally been there. You just have to unfollow those people to remind yourself that there actually isn't that many people doing what you want to do online. And a reminder that there, how many people are in the world? Eight billion. (laughs) There's like a lot of people in the world. Even if you just think about, okay, Instagram, they're almost to a billion monthly users. I think they're like, I looked this up for my social media class that I teach. I don't know. Maybe they are at a billion. Hold on. How many people use Instagram a month? Morgan was making fun of somebody because I actually use Siri and I actually use it. (laughs) My thumbs get tired. One billion people use Instagram a month. Wow. Congratulations, Instagram. You guys hit the billion mark. So there's a billion people using Instagram a month. Obviously, the main tool that I teach with for social media is Instagram. So there's a billion people on this platform using it. Does it matter if there's even a million people doing what you do? That still leaves 999 million who aren't doing what you do. And all you need is 100 loyal fans in the beginning. I think the quote is 1,000 loyal fans, but I don't believe in that. I believe in 100. You have 100 people. I would say I have like a group of around 50 people who will usually buy everything that I sell. And I love you guys. And thank you for being there for me. But I have had a really successful business because of that, right? I'm on track for a $250,000 year, actually probably a little bit more than that. And that's been created with like a group of 50 people who really like what I'm selling and tell their friends about what I'm selling. And that number slowly grows, but you don't need a freaking ton of people to have success in your business, especially when you're selling courses, because you can price them and you can add enough value that they're worth a really high price point. So unfollow the people who are not empowering you and who are not exciting you. And you'll get to a place, now I'm to the place where I love to follow people who are doing what I do, especially if they're being successful because that inspires me. It helps me realize there's so much more of that in the world. Um, And something to realize is if people are doing what you're doing, that means there's a need for it. So that should honestly open your mind to, okay, people actually are willing to pay for this stuff. Um, Okay, the last question I want to ask you, I know I said that was the last point I was going to make. But the last question I want to ask you is what would you pay to get to where you are now? So five years ago, if you could give yourself everything that you know on a platter and jump forward your knowledge five years in the future and be able to have that time to now learn even more, right? Because I'm not saying I want to go back to my 20-year-old self. Please know. I don't want to have to deal with any of those relationships. (laughs) I have cut the cords, I think, finally, and I am not trying to go back there. But if I could have just handed myself everything I know now, first of all, I probably wouldn't go through those relationships on that level of things. But I also, and then you get into the whole like, well, then the relationships wouldn't happen and I wouldn't have learned all these things and I wouldn't have blah, blah, blah. And we're not trying to get trippy here in sci-fi vibes. I'm just saying if I could have told myself all of that and then starting at 20, I could have dove in, dove in, dove, 
I could have dove in to the business world and really started having the freedom to be strategic in my business at that point, I don't even know where I'd be. I'd probably be a freaking billionaire right now. <laughs> so think, how much would I would I have paid back then? I for sure would have paid at least $5,000. At least $5,000. Think about how much you've progressed for real. You really have to think about it as being a magic pill you give to yourself and you say, you know everything that I know now, right? That's worth a lot of money, especially if you're helping people with things that are going to change their life, right? There's, I mean, when you go into other types of courses like DIY courses or crafting or different stuff like that, it's kind of harder to put a price on it. Um, but that's why it's important when you're teaching those type of courses, you're teaching them a skill that's going to last them for life, not just how to create this one thing. You're going to teach them how to do this certain skill that then they can use for projects for the rest of their life. So again, very marketable. Another thing Morgan could add it together with these videos is all the clips of me burping. That's so gross, but it's allowed in France. I heard that. I think I said that on my last podcast. So long ass podcast. I don't actually know if it's been that long. It feels long because I feel like I'm like in the spotlight. The thing that I want you to realize is the quickest way to build confidence in your skill, in your expertise is to start doing the thing because people will benefit. People will write you testimonials. People will text you and say, this helped me so much. And sometimes that external validation is what you build your confidence on in the beginning. I get it. Like it, it can be hard. It can be scary, especially if you're sitting there and I talk about how important it is to clap for yourself and all of that type of thing. But then once you put it out to the real world, you want people to say, this has helped me. And that's what you're going to use to bounce off to sell your course the next time you launch it. And so get out, do the thing, sell the course, make mistakes, sell none of the course, maybe on your first launch. And, but next time you launch, it's going to be way better. Okay. Until next time. Bye. It's cute that I can do an actual kiss because I'm recording myself. Okay. Bye.